Good morning and welcome to the new Morning Java in our new studio here in the Strip District. I'm joined by Dale Lawley and uh, we are brought to you by, as always, our friends at the Get-Go Cafe and Market where they are selling the Pilgrim. This is an easy month to say good things about Get-Go. Yeah, just a few weeks left to get that before uh, Thanksgiving is over unless they bring back the Pittsburgh or the Christmas Pilgrim, I should say. Christmas Pilgrim? What's a Christmas Pilgrim? The same thing. Oh, it's just a pilgrim on Christmas. <laughs> on a green bun. <laughs> it's Thanksgiving every day at Get-Go with the Pilgrims. Basically Thanksgiving on a bun. Uh, Steelers beat the Bengals 36-10. to 10, And I guess there's all kinds of better adjectives you can use than beat. Because that, that really wasn't very interesting. It was not competitive. Uh, the Steelers, uh, you know, really dominated. If, if they'd have started a little bit more quickly... I know it was 12 nothing after the first quarter. It's hard to say they didn't start quickly. But, yeah. you know, they wanted to welcome Joe Burrow to the AFC North and welcome <laughs> sure him to did. Pittsburgh. He was 3 of 11 on third downs for 10 yards. Yeah. Uh, he was on in the second half. The team had zero. Yeah. They had not, they didn't have a, zero third down conversions. 0 for 13. In the second half of this game, he was 5 of 15 for 24 yards. And he said afterward that, that he was bad and he took it on himself. So there's some... Maturity there. Uh, he, he's either, depending on your perspective, he's either learning to be a good Bengal, which is to to stink and Lose accept with it. Grace, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or he's he believes in what's around him and, and wants to show patience and everything else. And he also understands. Let's be fair here. The Bengals were missing a lot of guys. Yeah, they, I, I, mean, I don't want to be the one to give the excuses to the Bengals. When you don't have Joe Mixon at running back, you're taking away a big weapon of his. Steelers could gang up on him. Geno Atkins on the It's the, the only place the on their roster, really, when you looked at it, where if you went position by position, Mixon over what the Steelers have at running back. They had an advantage. That's the only place they that's had an advantage. And he wasn't there. That's it. That's it. And, and it, it wasn't going to turn out well. The, the Steelers, that said... They went out there and and they did what they needed to do, uh, unlike. Yeah, I mean the you unlike know last, Dallas. You yeah. look at the, the Dallas game. This was the exact opposite. This is what people expected to happen in that Dallas game. The Steelers come out and just thirty six to ten, and it, you know it's over at halftime, and you know that you're just wondering what the score is going to be. Well, what's the difference? What what, what changed from last week to this? Well, week? I, I think they were a tired team um, last week, coming off of two really physical football games against the Titans and Ravens, and, you know, they're just fortunate that, that Dallas wasn't a better football team, wasn't capable of finishing, uh, of yeah. finishing yeah. a lot of those drives. Um, otherwise, they would have a loss right now, but they don't. They're 9-0. Yeah, that's, uh, to me, the, the, the biggest difference is exactly what you said, but being, being specific here, I thought the Steelers' defensive front looked tired in Texas. Yeah. I, I thought that they weren't able to get that natural push that you're expecting from them. And Dallas blocked well. Okay, Dallas actually did a lot of things Dallas well. played his best but, game yeah, of the year. Yeah, right? but th the fact that they weren't able to get in on Garrett Gilbert, like, at all, tells me that something was off there, um, and some of their body language backed that up. Somehow, some way, they found a second wind. But you know where I think it came from? The fact that they didn't have to stay on the field for 700 snaps. That always helps. And, and mm -hmm. you know, when you look at this game, um, you know, the Steelers did not run the football all that well. Still uh, possessed it, though. Still possessed the football. You can do it both ways. And got the couple of turnovers and it flips the field. And, again, it's something else that gets you off the field. And, oh, also, zero third-down conversions. It is rare 
for the head coach and the quarterback to both acknowledge on the record that the running game wasn't any good. But that happened after this game. Yeah, and, you know, I don't know whether it's the play calls. I don't know whether it's the the running backs. James Conner has these days where sometimes he looks like he's, you know, one of the top 10 backs in the league and other days where he just tries to bump everything outside, everything sideways. I will say this about their running game. For years, their running game has been predicated on Marquise Pouncey and David DeCastro and you know, Ramon Foster, whoever the guards are, being able to pull and get out in front of the, of the backs. Uh-huh. And they're just not able to do it anymore. And you saw it again today who, in this who, game. Who's they? All three of the interior guys? I'm, I'm saying those guys are now up and This eight. is a pretty significant criticism it's, on your part. And so they need to, I think they need to adjust the way they run the football. You can't, you know, Pouncey is still very athletic for a center. It used to be that that was his main calling card, but I don't think he can get to the edge like he used to anymore. And, you know, DeCastro's been troubled with dif- different injuries all season long. Dave's not the same. Something's up yeah, with him. I yeah. mean, he's, he's banged up as well. So, and Filer's just, that's not necessarily his game, you know, pulling and those kind of things. And so uh, maybe they need to adjust the way they run the football because every time they get James Conner running sideways, you're just waiting to see oh, no, no. how big it's, of a loss it's going to be. Yeah, it's going nowhere. It, it, it's a scripted loss yeah. at this point. Uh, I'm completely with you on the offensive line underperforming as it relates to this playbook, like what you're saying. I was pretty rough on them in Dallas. Uh, today, it, it just didn't feel like it was as much of a factor because Ben was so on his game. But... But this is going to sound really, really bad. But as long as he's just uh, he's starting the engine on this thing, when did they have their best running games? No. I oh, mean, come on. A lot of this is... Yeah, I know nobody uh, wants to hear that the rookie came in and played great, but he did. But and I, he pulled. I, I, and he was st- everything. Who are you going to sit? Who are you going to start him over? I know because it's, everybody's a sacred cow. But at the same time... If he's performing better because he's healthier, that's how you justify well, it. I'll say this as well. And, and, oh, and by the way, we didn't even say a name. We're talking about Kevin Dotson for anybody who, who doesn't know. Who was not know. available in this who game. Who was not available for this game, in yeah. fairness. Okay. Um, I'll say this. The Bengals, and I think this is something that the Steelers are going to continue to see more of until they show that they can consistently hit those big plays down the field, are, we're loading the box. Sure they did. And, and why not? And that's what why you're going not? to do. I mean, we, I wrote about it this week. Roethlisberger was completing... 33% of his deep passes. And I'm, when I say deep passes, passes 20, more, 20 or more yards down the field. Yeah. If you're going to run everything, crossing patterns and quick throws and everything like that, the defense is going to continue to creep they're, up. They're just going like this. Yeah. They're just going like Which this. Which is why that 46-yard pass to Deontay Johnson was so big. Spread it out. It got it, it backed the Bengals off. The a safeties bit. got off the line of scrimmage. But at that point, Roethlisberger's like, okay, I got something here, and then just started picking him apart. Well, he just started feeling better, too. Yeah. You could just see it. He just starts doing this stuff left and right. Um, we can't let James Conner completely off the hook here. No, we okay? can't. Even they though need, he, a better running back makes all of this moot. Yeah, and but if, when you see that he gets that, remember the one play where there's like this 10-yard hole, like Moses staring into the Red Sea, and even then there's this like hesitation. Like, a better back. You know what I'm talking about? 40 yards he's on that instead gone. of 15. Yeah. He is. He's still running yeah. on that play. And I just think, look, I understand Anthony McFarland, you know, wasn't in this game. But Anthony McFarland is a guy who's 
that's his trademark in college, yeah. you know, is, is taking those holes and hitting them and giving yourself a different type of big play threat. Uh, and then, you know, Benny Snell, I guess, has been buried to some extent. You know, they wanted to, this game, ride Connor as much as possible because I think the last two games they got a little too cute with that. Right. Um, subbing out for Connor. I think Connor was effective early in the game against in Dallas. In Dallas, yeah. And then they just completely went away from him for no, two, two quarters. I can understand that. And so, you know, I think they wanted to ride Connor in this game. They got him involved in that, in that no-huddle package, uh, which I think they, they needed to do that as well, to at least give you the threat of a run uh, by putting, keeping a running back on the field. Um, but they need to be more dynamic at that position. That's why, you know, going into the draft this year, I said they needed to draft a running back. Um, that would have solved a lot of problems. Uh, not that Chase Claypool. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. here. Yeah. I'm not, so everybody's I, yelling at you I'm right I'm not going to say that Chase Claypool <laughs> hasn't, been, hasn't been a revelation and has been great. Yeah. And if the Steelers hadn't drafted him, the Ravens would have. Yes. If the Steelers had drafted J.K. Dobbins instead, then the Steelers would be lining up against that guy for the next 10 years. Uh, but a dynamic running back is still needed to make this offense really go. If you're interested, Jake Luton is the quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I never heard of Garrett Gilbert before, and I never heard of Jake Luton before. I have heard of Gardner Minshew III, though. And he's not going to be playing against the Steelers, right? No, they've, they've started Luton the last two weeks. Um, they, they went and instead of... Uh, uh, going with a more veteran quarterback in Mike Glennon, they decided to go with the rookie who has a, who's a big arm. Um, you know, he's going to make rookie mistakes out there. Through another interception today against the Packers that cost them. Um, Jacksonville, they've lost eight in a row. They have, but 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 I'm, I'm not, you know Mike Tomlin on Tuesday is going to build them up to be oh, there's the, no the, doubt. the greatest. There's no doubt. However, they're one and eight. And at the same time, if you've seen any of their games, including the one today, they are rabidly competitive. Like they, they, they have not quit on the season. And that's something to bear in mind when you consider what we just saw in Dallas, you know, where it, sometimes it just takes a team getting fired up or thinking, this is our Super Bowl, or here comes the NFL's only undefeated team like the Steelers have been talking about. Uh, I'm not suggesting that what was his name again? Jake Luton. Jake Luton <laughs> is going to do this. Or, just because I keep needing to say his name, Gardner Minshew III, if he happens to come into play here, um, they're not going to beat the Steelers. They shouldn't beat the Steelers. But the Steelers can expect to go down there and recreate Dallas, if you will. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. understand, you're, going, you're still going into somebody else's stadium. Right. And you're going to, you know, not only are you the Steelers... You're an unbeaten Steelers team. Oh, you're yeah. the last unbeaten in the league, and so you're going to get everybody's best. The you know the rest of the season, especially on the road. And you know I think part of the, the what hurts the Steelers. I don't want to say hurts the Steelers, um, but the way their fans travel, I think adds just a little bit uh -huh. more to that because you know you're that opposing team. You're the Dallas it Cowboys, you off. and you walk out into your stadium. You and got booed. And you they get got booed. booed in Dallas. That's going to happen Cowboys. next week in Jacksonville America's too. team. Yeah, they weren't even Dallas's and team that day. And so it, it, it ticks you off before you even start the game. And it, you wanted to beat that team already, but it just gives you that little bit more uh, of I'm really t you know this can't happen. Now I can see that the, yeah. the game uh, in these Los Angeles people, against the Chargers. These people bought all these tickets. I'm going to disappoint them today. And we're going to send these people away who came here to boo us and, and cheer for the visiting team. We're going to send them home 
uh, unhappy. Yeah, and, and not to stay all intangible on this, because over the course of the week, we're going to talk about and write about actual football things that are related to the Jacksonville Jaguars, because we have to take them seriously, because, you know, we've now seen... Hey, I've seen I've seen much better, some very good Steeler teams go down there and lose. Now, oh, there, there's there the, that, too. The much better Jacksonville teams. But yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you're talking about the Brunel, <laughs> who were, who Taylor, were and... Built yeah, specifically to beat the to Steelers. To beat the Steelers. This is, back when they were, this is back when they were in the division, yeah. and Tom Coughlin was just... He was the Ravens before the Ravens for, existed. He followed the Steelers around for yeah, a year yeah, yeah. before they were built and watched a bunch of Steelers games so he could build the team specifically to beat the Steelers. Now, if, it's if, the Steelers were to win in Jacksonville, that would be 10-0 and heading into a rematch with the Ravens on up here on Thanksgiving. Pilgrims for everybody. Pilgrims for everybody. <laughs> <laughs>